Hello, and welcome back to Dwelling, a podcast by Homeward Bound. I'm your host, Amber Adams, and today I'm joined by Outreach Program Manager Robert Stevenson to talk about homeless encampments in and around Asheville. But before we begin, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Home Trust Bank. Home Trust Bank, ready for what's next. At Homeward Bound, our mission is to prevent and end homelessness through permanent housing and wraparound support. As part of our mission, it is critical that we work to meet individuals where they're at. Since the onset of COVID more than a year ago, shelter spaces have been limited, and more recently, campsites along the west side of the French Broad River have been shut down in preparation for Greenway construction. These and other factors have contributed to large, more visible encampments in public parks. Combined with the particular stresses of COVID on our homeless neighbors, these encampments have created safety issues for both campers and community members. Since encampment movements began in mid-April, Homeward Bound has been on the scene helping navigate these movements with our clients. Our role was mostly communicating to people what the city policy was after it had changed, so um, just letting people know that now, where they were formally allowed to camp in certain areas, uh, they were not going to be, and they were going to be put in hotel rooms, and we assisted with transportation with that. Really just communication generally and coordination, the sort of hands and feet on the ground with people living in camps, along with, a, you know, I want to acknowledge that there's some a number of other important organizations doing that same work with us, but that was most of our role. While we at Homeward Bound applaud the city on their movement of campers from Riverbend Park into motels, we also recognize the need for a variety of long-term solutions. Obviously, permanent supportive housing is the sort of solution to the issue of homelessness. But acknowledging that permanent supportive housing and affordable housing for every single individual living in homelessness in Asheville right now is perhaps not imminent. I think low barrier shelter, or it's also called high access shelter or easy access shelter, is probably the next best thing. Just a place for people to go. Decriminalization, I suppose, is another topic. Um, if you just wanted to decriminalize camping, that's, that's a whole other thing. So I do think that low barrier shelter is, is probably the best option. And by that, I just mean a shelter that is not putting up a lot of barriers around needing to have identification, needing to have you know a particular clean criminal record, needing to have people sober when they come in. Something more or less like AHOPE at 24 hours, where people could just have a place to be. Housing is a complex issue, and at Homeward Bound we recognize that finding solutions is not always an easy task. I think the city is doing the absolute best that they can in a very difficult situation. Without low barrier shelter, without adequate housing for everyone, without ad adequate existing shelter, there's not a whole lot they can do when they allow the camps to be there. They get complaints from sort of one side of the population and when they move them they get complaints from another. They're keeping people off the streets and that is certainly a good thing. Obviously, and I think everybody involved knows this, that's not a permanent solution. And so that's, again, where we come back to low barrier shelter and obviously permanent supportive housing, because those are going to be the permanent solutions. The hotels are expensive, and they're also just not ideal. They're not ideal for the residents there, and they're not ideal for the hotels themselves, which are there for an entirely different purpose. So while I certainly applaud the city for taking the steps, yeah, I think we would all agree that we need something more. 
While there are a number of concerns surrounding shelter and housing solutions, there are even more complexities when it comes to the individual needs of those who we are trying to provide housing for. Congregate shelter obviously is crowded. That's something that I hear a lot from people is the crowding. People that may be living with trauma histories, that may be living with mental illness. It's just difficult living with other people. And so I think that's just a main one, you know. There's some incredible shelters existing in Asheville that are doing incredible work. But, you know, just sort of, they're set around a model that is looking for a higher, or a lower needs population, a more high functioning population. So I think there's a lot of rules. Uh, you can't have your dogs, so a lot of people have pets or animals with them. You can't have those in shelter. A lot of people, couples want to be together, and in shelter, men and women have to be separated. There's a lack of sort of like autonomy or freedom, that they, you know. And then people have criminal charges that they keep them from getting into shelter, or they don't have an ID, and they're waiting for their ID. People have had bad experiences in shelter in the past. They've gotten in a fight with somebody in shelter. They have you know, sort of traumatic memories about it. People have been kicked out of shelter or barred from shelter or think that they're barred from shelter, don't know that they can come back. Despite the many intricacies surrounding this issue, Homeward Bound is committed to continuing to provide support and services for folks experiencing homelessness. AHOPE, I would say, is first and foremost, and that's our day center operating five days a week at 19 North Ann Street. And that's just a place where people can come and be from eight to three, they can get showers, they can get storage, they can get their mail there, they can just hang out. And also talk to folks about housing and about other resources in the community. You know, outreach is still around. Outreach is uh, continuing to try to provide support. You know, ultimately until there's shelter or more adequate housing though, outreach is, it, we can outreach people, but we don't have anywhere really to refer them. And so outreach is primarily focused on one sort of reducing conflict uh, between the community and encampments, and then two, trying to make sure that people that are in camping outside know about the resources that exist and facilitating connection to them. Robert also encourages folks who are concerned about this matter to get involved. I think advocacy certainly with the city around low barrier shelter is a big one. Advocacy with the city around funding permanent affordable housing. I think also coming and spending time, you know, getting involved with the AHOPE Day Center, with the Beloved Community, with the Asheville Survival Project, um, organizations that are on the streets talking to people. I think that's a huge part of it is just starting conversations. Uh, to where we're actually speaking together. We, we're no longer dealing with sort of issues like homelessness or homeless individuals, but we're dealing with individuals, John or Kate or whoever, you know, that I think that really starts to break down some of the barriers and some of the misconceptions about what we're dealing with, which is really just sort of this collective issue of shared space and shared living. While homeless encampments may seem like a new trend, Robert says that the only thing that's new is the level of visibility. The sort of status quo has been that there are encampments all over town. They're usually in wooded areas, uh, behind a big box store, along interstate exits. And these camps are, you know, sporadically active. As soon as somebody finds out about them, the city's notified. Folks go out, police usually, they give a seven-day notice. If it's city property, if it's private property, it depends on the property owner, how long the notice is. And the people move. They move to another camp. And so 
the first thing is the camps are hidden to begin with. The second thing is those camps that are found are usually asked to move pretty quickly, but folks don't have anywhere else to go. And so they just go to a different camp and there's sort of this revolving door or musical chair situation of campsites. Um, I think that that definitely contributes to the lack of visibility uh, that people are not only intentionally trying to hide, but also they're constantly moving a lot of times. So that's certainly part of it. Um, when the city started saying that it was okay to camp on city property, obviously people became a lot bolder or a lot more comfortable camping where they wanted. And then folks started to see the things that were already happening at camps further out um, and more secluded places. But now it's sort of out in the open. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that we have the point in time data to back this up statistically yet, but my impressions are that there has not actually been any significant fluctuation in homelessness in Asheville. Maybe some, but not a huge amount. Uh, but the visibility has increased considerably. If you're interested in learning more about the visibility or invisibility of homelessness, we invite you to join us on Wednesday, May 12th at noon for our virtual event to end homelessness. Visit us at www.homewardboundwnc.org and click the button at the top of the page to learn more and register now. As we move forward, Robert encourages the community to understand that homelessness is a community issue and it will take a community to make a difference. This is a collaborative effort. You know, one thing I really want to be clear about is that Asheville Police Department, the City of Asheville, Department of Transportation, the Asheville Poverty Initiative, the Asheville Survival Project, Beloved Community, Sunrise, Peer Support, there are a lot of folks involved in this and it has certainly not been an individual effort. If you feel moved by this issue and would like to give a gift to support Homeward Bounds programs, please visit us at www.homewardboundwnc.org donate to give today. As part of our upcoming virtual event to end homelessness, now through May 16th, your gift will be matched dollar for dollar up to $35,000 as part of our See the Hope gift match. I'd like to once again thank our sponsor, Home Trust Bank, and you, our listener. I look forward to joining you once again next month, but until then, remember to stay safe and to be kind to one another.